How's it going, everybody, and welcome back to the Arts Network. This is episode 14. In this episode, I bring on one of the newest mentors that I've recently picked up, and the way we've, the way we met initially was a really funny and just coincidental scenario, and it just goes to show you that if you're not applying yourself 100% of the time to who you are, then other people won't be able to really connect to you as, as much as you like because your true colors are most of the time the most beautiful colors. So enough metaphors for today. I want to get into this episode because this person really has a great story about him and I, I just like learning about other people's lives and things that motivated them to change because hopefully you and I can take a little bit away from this person and hopefully it can spark change in our own lives just a little quicker. So if you're at home, if you're going to work, if you're just sitting home, relaxing, doing nothing, either way, I I hope you, you sit back and relax. Just keep doing what you're doing and just listen. Take some time to listen. I know you can enjoy it. So without further ado, episode 14. All right. Ricky, thank you for coming on here, man. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day. I know you are a dedicated hard worker and uh, your own business entity. So every time, free time you have is valuable. So I really appreciate you coming on here. Oh, no, Brandon, thank you for having me. I know that you're a busy man yourself. Yes, I try. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. It's my first podcast, so... Hopefully don't screw it up. <laughs> we're we're just talking, so it's it's just you and me. Cool. Yeah. So Ricky, I got you on here because I feel like you could be uh, a a really close peer or even a mentor for me in the future because of such a unique encounter we had recently that allowed like you and I to both show true colors and our kind of our, our what our goals are and it, it you can tell when you click with someone because it happens quickly and it, it, you just you lose track of time when you're talking to this person I completely agree man you know they say nothing happens on accident you know, absolutely you just meet people and like you said you either vibe with them or you, or you don't you know yeah and i think that uh if, if if we're just talking you know and you you could either make a decision of either okay i'll talk to this person or i don't want to talk to this person you know right yeah and uh i mean thank you for thinking about me like that that i could possibly be a mentor to you you know i'm, I'm sure that i've I've started uh, walking a road that you just started. Yeah. And, it, uh, it's a lonely one. So the, the more people that you can pick up that are as motivated as you, it's it's a great feeling to surround yourself with people like this. You know, I completely agree with you, man. Bef- you know, before I actually even try to start any business or anything for myself, you know, I always used to just go out, party, 
hang out with a lot of my friends every weekend, every day. You know, I was just pretty much go to work and then just party after and then wake up like hungover, wake up, you know, feeling like crap in the morning because I was drunk the night before or something. But then, you know, I started realizing that uh, when I actually like opened my eyes to business, you know, I always liked business, but I just never knew how to get into it. Yeah. I knew that I was going to be successful. I just didn't know how I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, currently I, I still work at a restaurant. I manage a restaurant, but I'm also opening up two of my businesses, one of them being personal finance and helping people with retirements and their investments and stuff like that. And then a car dealership. So that's pretty much what I, what I do at the moment. That's great to hear. Um, part of the reason why we came into such a unique, um, moment, um, environment was because of, soccer i i brought up soccer ball to the gym which i don't I don't think i've seen anyone else bring it to this new gym because they have this new for those listening there's this patch of grass that this new gym has this new 24-hour fitness has and basically it's almost like a small sided indoor field but just it's just really really small so i was just there just juggling and then it's amazing what that sport, the sport of soccer can do or football for those listening um, in other countries. It's amazing what this sport can do because it's a common language. It's a common tongue. And no matter who you are, if you can play, it, it's it's a comfort for for everyone. So I was there playing soccer just kicking the ball by myself and then you come with and then your buddy comes and another guy comes and next thing you know we're we're playing soccer for like an hour and a half just having a full-on practice almost and it was this moment that allowed two people that have no idea about what they want to do after what what's led them to the situation but in this moment it's two, three, four people just enjoying uh, a beautiful game, as they would say. So it's just great that we had that opportunity um, to to meet because of the sport of soccer. Yeah, man. And it, it was just a really cool experience. You know, I completely agree with you. And, you know, just you taking the soccer ball to that gym, you know, like it, it says a lot about you because I feel like sometimes – Soccer is a sport here in the United States that's a little looked down upon, you know. Mm-hmm. So you could be playing football in, on that field and everybody, nobody bats an eye, you know. But you start playing soccer and they're like, what are they doing? You know, they're going to make a mess or do, they're going to do something, you know. Right. And, uh, you know, I completely agree with you. I mean, also, think of the day that we were playing. It was a Friday night. We were playing like at midnight. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was at the gym for like an, an hour before that. So, I mean, why why are we at the gym at, on a Friday night instead of uh, partying with our other, you know, 19, 18, 20-year-old? Mm-hmm. 
it's just uh i think it's uh, yeah i never looked at it like that that that's a really cool perspective a new lens to look at at the the moment in time that we we decided to play the at that at the gym yeah man i i agree you know we all have choices i believe that i uh, you know that we could either make a good choice or a bad choice you know when when i was at the gym i was just with one of my friends you know uh he's one of my i could consider him my brother um his name is Cesar garcia he's he's taught me a lot and uh you know he understands me but before i would hang out with him so much i had a lot of friends from and uh man you can have 10 friends and out of those 10 friends all nine of them are always down to party and get drunk but only one of them would want to do business with you and right i think that really like kind of makes you think you know who who truly are your friends like you said it's a it's a it's a lonely path and a very uh misunderstood one you know everybody thinks like that but uh i've i've come to a conclusion that not everybody has to think like that you know I mean, right everybody everybody um should own their own business you know but at the end of the day you know everybody's gonna need employees too and you know, if somebody wants to be, I, I, I try to fight people's thinking and change them into wanting their own business. But, you know, some we're always going to need police officers. We're always going to need plumbers. We're always going to need, you know, all these kinds of jobs. So it's it's okay. It's okay to let people think what they think. You know, you can only do so much for people. And... You know, I think that people people will eventually think for themselves and want better for themselves if they truly want to change. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, everyone's on in their own cycle where they wake up one day and they realize that they need to take their life by two hands and start controlling all in every outcome and that that epiphany moment that happens sooner for some people and others it happens when they're stuck in the nine to five cycle of doing something they don't like and and that epiphany happens too late where it's just so unbearingly uncomfortable to break out of that chain yeah, then the, the, the they're st- yeah, they're they're stuck for the rest of their life. Yeah, I, I agree, man. You know, I think that uh, where I learned a lot of my stuff from is uh, from how I grew up. So how I grew up here was uh, I my family and I immigrated to to this country when I was six years old from Mexico. And, uh, you know, coming here and not speaking a word of English and then just get thrown into school, you know, I obviously couldn't talk to anybody because nobody really spoke Spanish in class. And, you know, I was kind of looked down upon because I didn't speak English. 
Now, uh, sorry for interrupting, but you say entrepreneurship and owning your own business, it's a lonely one. But how lonely is that experience you just explained right now coming to the United States and not being able to speak to anybody? Would you oh. say that's that's lonelier, <laughs> the loneliest? Yeah, because, you know, I couldn't – I felt like everybody was just like looking down on me, you know, and I couldn't – you know, if I wanted to approach somebody and talk to them, you know, I'm, I feel like uh, it wasn't really uh, as welcoming as it could have been. Right. But, yeah, it, it does relate to, to you know, being lonely in business because, you know, it you're really speaking a different language to people. Definitely. It's crazy how those two situations are almost identical in some ways yeah dude i never really thought of like the uh like the correlation between you know being lonely in your business and being lonely not speaking a language because honestly you are speaking a different language right you know in one way it's 100 percent your choice to start your own business and then in the other way um migrating to a new country you you really don't have a choice yeah dude i mean i didn't have a choice i was six years old right and you know growing up i always saw my my dad my dad for the most part always worked two jobs he um he worked doing uh construction or i i remember when i was younger he worked doing roofs and then after he'd go work at a restaurant so and then he wouldn't come home to like one and one or two in the morning and then you know he's up at 6 a.m again ready to go to work again and then all day all over again you know so i learned a lot of uh work ethic from that and then my mom she'd also uh drop us off in the morning at school and then go go to work and my mom was a housekeeper and um you know i saw both of my parents work really hard you know backbreaking jobs and I, I go to work with them sometimes just to help them out because you, you know an extra hand never hurts and um you know it just really I saw what they had to struggle through you know some of the people who who they worked for that were like a pain in the ass and I thought to myself you know like man that is not what I want for myself or my future kids so you know you have to sacrifice and I saw the sacrifice that my parents made for my younger brother and myself for us to have the opportunity to build something for ourselves. You know, we can't just lay around and not do anything. We have to do better for ourselves, set a foundation for our family. Right. Yeah. And I just figured, you know, having a normal job isn't going to cut it. If I want to retire my parents... You know, making fifty grand a year isn't gonna do it, right? So, you talked a little bit about your younger brother. Um, I want to cover the topic of school and how it's played its, um, I guess, story, its course in your life. And how your brother is doing with school and 
kind of, uh, do you try to lead by example? Have you always tried to lead by example? Yeah, I always just try to show that I was, uh, that I, that I, that I'm good at whatever I try to, whatever I put my mind into. But, uh, in terms of my brother, my brother has always been, uh, really stubborn, but a, a good way of stubborn, I guess, you know, sometimes when you, when you, uh, when you have a business, you need, you need that little bit of stubbornness because or else nothing would get done. I feel right. But, uh, my, I always let my brother do his own thinking. You know, I could only, I could only walk the path and let him make a decision for himself what, on what he wants to do. You know, I, I think that uh, we have really good foundations from our parents of work ethic and morals and integrity. So, you know, we always think the same in terms of that. You know, we could have a cash register open with a million dollars, but we won't take anything because that's just not how we were raised, you know. Mm-hmm. Everything comes comes back to us. And, you know, we'd rather not not do that, you know. It's not it's not us. And, yeah, my younger brother goes to UC Berkeley right now. And um, he's pretty much on a full scholarship up there, but he still – he has a job up there right now, you know, not really having the need to, but he wants to get ahead. And man, it's, I've seen him, I, I used to see him cry when he was in middle school because of how hard his homework and everything was. And then my parents, you know, not knowing the language, you know, they can't help him with his homework. He was in, in all honors classes and, you know, it was just, difficult so he pretty much just had to figure it on it figure it out on his own and then when he got a little older you know he started going to the boys and girls club and they to be honest with you yeah it's important man but i think that um people go to school now not to learn they go to get a job and um, you know, school's not honestly the school's not gonna make you successful unless you know you want to do something else. Because you know, I have a lot of friends that just graduated college. I would have graduated college right now. I went to uh, Cal State Fullerton for about a year, and I didn't really like it. I came back and I went to. Uh, Harvard College, which is a community college, and I studied uh, EMT. I wanted to be a nurse, and um, it wasn't it. You know, they say, uh, look at the life of somebody that's doing that job, and that's going to be your life at that at their given age. And, you know, I saw nurses working, you know, what is it, 12-hour shifts, three days a week, well, three days on, three days off, and then man, that wasn't for me. You know, I don't really have the passion for, for that. So I feel like a lot of people go, I feel like nursing right now is a uh, very impacted job where everybody wants to be a nurse because they make okay money. You know, they hype it up and say they make very good money, but you know, it's uh there's a cap, there's a window seal, you know, you can't pass a certain amount of income no matter how hard you work as a nurse right, right yeah 
And, you know, people say, yeah, they make good money. Yeah, they make good money, you know, but compared to who? Compared to somebody working minimum wage? Yeah, they make a killing compared to them, you know? Like here, I live in San Pedro, California, and, you know, it's there's a, it's the second largest port in the world right here. And so we have a lot of people that work down at the docks, a lot of longshoremen, crane operators and stuff like that. And, you know, you can make 100K a year here with just high school diploma, to be honest with you. So there's a, in my community, I feel there's a lack of financial knowledge because everybody here drives their nice cars around. They have, they own, well, they think they're, they own their house, but you know, they're just in crazy debt. So no matter how much money you're making, you know, what really matters is how much you keep because most of these people have completely negative worths, you know? Right. And school debt. Mm-hmm. Student loan debt. Yeah, people tend to... <coughs> t- tend to gravitate towards... Um, kind of liabilities in, in, in a way because liabilities, they look good for, I don't know, five years. But then once they start really looking like liabilities, say like your car, people start putting money into your, your, um, the house that they bought that starts literally falling apart because they could have paid more for it or they could have waited longer before they purchased. And there's there's so much more benefit um, in buying assets like stocks, buying property, buying things that will not look good on paper for at least a decade. And, and, and people tend to have a very short, not, not attention span, but patience span. I don't like people have such short patience. Yeah. And I see what you're saying. They'll be quick to, you know, buy a single family house and be like, I'm a homeowner. Right. Just to say I'm a homeowner. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, realistically, you know, what, what happens if you get hurt at work and you can't pay the mortgage anymore? You know, God forbid, knock on wood. You know, what happens if uh, you have to take a, what happens if you have to take a trip to uh, to New York and you have to stay there for a couple, for uh, say a year? What happens to your house, man? You're you're stuck with that thirty year old with that thirty year old mortgage. Yeah, which is a typical mortgage loan, you know, thirty years. So I mean, that's why, like you just said, you know, buying real estate, but investment real estate, income Correct. producing properties. Because yeah. really that's I wanna have you know that all those apartment buildings, a lot of different uh, a lot of different buildings, you know, because that's income producing, you know, residual income. Right. Making money while you sleep. Yeah. Pa- passive income is massive income. Yeah. So so I wanna kind of go into to more of how you became to who you are, um, to that epiphany moment that you had that you needed to change, um, and then 
kind of the mentors you gravitated towards while you're building your new self, your new intuition? Um, I'd like to start off with the epiphany moment and then hopefully you can transition more into people you gravitated more towards after that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I thought about it all once I started, um, honestly, when I really started working at, at a restaurant, you know, I saw all these older people. I was the youngest person there and I saw all these older people, you know, working their ass off and, um, I was like, damn, like, I really don't want that to be me when I'm their age. I I really want to do better for myself. You know, there's nothing wrong with having a job, but you just can't get comfortable and want to stay there. You know, comfort is not, that's not the way, you know, I feel like. uh, Sorry, there's, there's this like noise in the background. I don't, it's like kind of like a rubbing noise. I don't know if you know what, what it is. Is that better? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Continue. Sorry, yeah, man. Comfort is not a, it's not a easy thing, you know? So I just didn't want to live like all these other people. And then, uh, I was delivery driver at the restaurant. So I delivered to all the hospitals and everything when I was, when I was studying to be a nurse and, uh, you know, I really didn't, I, I talked to the nurses and, you know, they'd, they'd always be, like, just drinking a lot, a lot of coffee to get through the night. And they're like, yeah, man, this is, like, my cocaine right here. This keeps me up at night. And I'm like, dude, that's not the life I want to have. You know? So I was just, right, man, I got I to gotta get on something. And um, during that point, uh, my, my buddy, his name's Cesar Garcia, he reached out to me and uh, told me if I could... Um, I wanted to join him on a on a business adventure doing uh, finance. And, uh, you know, I've never, at that point, I had never worn a suit. Like, you told me to come dress formally. I'm just wearing, a, you know, a, okay, a Volcom shirt and some, and some Vans or something, you know. So I, I didn't know what, <laughs> what dressing nice was like, you know. And uh, my... My little brother was always into like, uh, like politics and stuff like that. So he always used to dress nice, and um, so I, I I wore his his suit to a to a business presentation meeting, and uh, my little brother is bigger than me actually, so his suit fit me fit me a little big, <laughs> and uh, it was just like really eye opening what I saw what I saw there. Um, it was, I saw a lot of people dressed up in really nice suits, you know, look like they all have their, their stuff together. And, uh, you know, I, I, I learned that, uh, our whole country is struggling financially. That, you know, I already knew a lot about this stuff, but I just didn't know how I could make a change. You know, I knew that people live paycheck to paycheck, but I didn't know that seven out of ten people in the country live paycheck to paycheck. You know, and every everybody looks like they have money, but they really don't. You know, sometimes you look at you look at somebody's life on the outside and it looks like they have it together. You know, wife, kids, they have their nice BMW and Mercedes parked out in the front. You know, 
picket fence, but it's sometimes, you know, you don't know what people are going through. They could actually need some financial help because they just invest in a lot of liabilities instead of assets. And uh, man, people need financial help because they don't have a financial, they don't have a financial class in high school. And I'm sure that it's really difficult to get one in college and they'll actually, you know, teach you because, uh, you know, I feel like they don't want, the the banks don't want you to know this stuff because if you know this stuff, then they're going to, they're not going to make any money because people usually just have money saved up in the bank, but they're not making any interest on it. So once you start teaching people the right way to go, they're not going to, they wouldn't take a, they're not going to go the bank's route anymore, you know? Right. So I think that um, people just start, they're, they're misled by, uh, by a, bad corporate society that just didn't doesn't want to doesn't really enforce financial education and you know it's something that should be taught because they're all i mean our generation now you know think of this do you do you have any clue when social security started um like after the great depression it was during the great depression yeah teddy roosevelt started it and uh it was like in the thirties and you know, around what age were people dying at that time? Would you say like probably 60? Okay. And they got the retirement and they got the social security at 65, right? They weren't, <laughs> yeah. they weren't living too long. And at what age do you think people are dying now? Probably like late eighties. Okay, so people are living longer, right? So yeah, imagine I would when say. it was started, you know, people were only getting it for a year or two and then boom, they're dead. Thing. Yeah. But now people are milking it. You know, people are taking it for twenty, thirty years. And there's more people taking money out than there is people putting in. Because you're not funding your own social security, you're funding somebody else's. It's kind of like a kind of like the way a Ponzi scheme works. And right, and you know, there's not enough people funding it for when we're uh, when we're gonna take it. You know, and a lot of big companies and corporations that uh, they try to work for now, you know, they'll cut you let's say at 38 hours so you don't work 40 and and that way they don't have to give you any benefits that way they don't have to yeah give you any any retirements or anything just kind of shield themselves and make more profit sorry i think like the the rubbing is coming back into the the mic on your on your end again sorry it's all good yeah, yeah. So, um, this was more, more or less, kind of like the general epiphany moment. The like going out of the EMT and seeing what they were doing, and then seeing how well off some of these people, or yeah, how, how they they looked in in these suits. They had their acts together and. And then you begin you begin to realize that there's a whole country out there that that needs help. Yeah. 
and it's this this which this is kind of like a collective that made you switch how, how long was this period of time from when you went from doing the the EMT work um so starting off there and then trying to start your own path with entrepreneurship to be honest with you i think it's still going and it's never ending but that time frame was about a year and a half maybe and you know it was really it was really hard to transition just because everybody around me except for like i'd say uh, my mom and my dad. My mom and my dad have always been really supportive of me. They've always uh, trusted me to make my own decisions, uh, whether right or wrong. So, um, you know, when I stopped going to school, my my parents really, you know, they had me think to myself, you know, if um, if that was really the path that I wanted to go on, you know, because, you know, we came to this country for a lot better. And, you know, theoretically, school is the path to success. But, um, you know, they, I, I explained to them, you know, all the statistics that I knew, everything, everything that I knew, you know, and they, they really understood and let me make a decision for myself because, um, they, they knew that I was making a good, that I have a good head on my shoulders, you know, and I'm not, I'm not out here trying to do something wrong that I'm trying to change the world, you know, and, but aside from them, all of my friends around me, you know, like I told you, man, I'd never wear a suit or anything. So then I started wearing a suit and then they start they start making uh, like these little side comments, you know, probably they don't have it with bad intentions. But, you know, sometimes the truth comes out in the joke. And, you know, I didn't really appreciate it. You know, there's a there's a thing called uh it's a, it's called a, what is it called? It's a silent detractor. Like, uh, they just, it's a distraction that, uh, that you don't really notice it, but your subconscious will, will take it into, into it. You know, it's a, a seat of right. doubt. And, uh, you know, these, my friends, they plant these seeds of doubt, you know, into my head of, you know, can I do this? You know, like, Whenever I'd be like dressed up, they'd just like make fun of it. They wouldn't support it, you know. And you know, I I started seeing that you know I can go party with them all the time, you know. But if I tell them, let me show you guys like a way to save money so that you could be better off in the future, they pretty much tell me to kick rocks. And I'm like, dude, like I've been knowing you for like you know ten, twelve years. Like, why aren't you supporting me? You know. Like, I knew that if, if you right. were selling rocks, man, I'd buy 10 rocks just because I'm your friend, you know? <laughs> no questions yeah. asked. And I'm like, man, I'm trying to help you. You know, you, if you help me help you, you know, then we could all be good. You know, I'm not doing anything wrong. And, uh, you know, that's when I really started to, you know, realize who my friends were. Because, you know, I couldn't really count on them you know, for a lot of support, you know, it's crazy how uh, some people that you don't know will care more for you and support you more than some people you've been knowing for your whole life. Like in terms of mentorship, you know, I've met, I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of, a lot of, uh, you could say, wealthy people, 
that, you know, I didn't know, but, you know, they took me under their wing to, to teach me just because they saw that I had the drive and the focus and that I wanted to change. And, you know, most, most successful people are willing to help you. You just have to ask, like, um, you know, a lot of people that say, I work at a restaurant. I manage the place though. And, um, nobody, nobody has ever asked the owner, how did he do it? How did he, how did he make all this money? How did he get the restaurant to be as successful as it is? You know, everybody just comes in and wants a paycheck, you know? Right. I think that, um, I'm, I'm like, all right, whatever, like you do, everybody, you do you, you know, I'll, I'll do me. I'll ask him how he did it because he has a lot of successful businesses and I want to, I want to be like, so I'll, I'll ask him, ask him and I'm sure that he'd help me because, you know, it's a different level of thinking that these people have. Yeah, it's. There's a topic that I've recently began to to pay a lot of attention to and kind of test the theory. And it's that the friends that you've had before you find your purpose are almost they become no, they become nobody to you because the people that you want to surround yourself with they come after you find your purpose and you begin to grow with people that have that same desire as you because you're waking up at the same time. You're listening to the same podcast, reading the same books, seeing things in a quicker, you, you just experience things at this in the same kind of like, flow and wavelengths as, as they do because you, you have the same amount of drive and you're relatable and exactly you have the, the same common topic of trying to achieve this new goal this newfound hobby or, or it could be anything but it's it's the things that you and the f- people you surround yourself with after you find your purpose those are the ones that I think you can really start connecting to call your real friends because you'll, you'll have the friends from high school, but will they ever, will they ever be like friends again? Will will you guys ever be on the same wavelengths like you were in high school because everyone didn't know what they wanted to do. But now that you know what you want to do all of a sudden, you guys aren't on the same wavelengths. It's crazy to think like that, but it's almost like they like surrounding themselves with people that don't really bring up the topic of bettering themselves because it keeps them comfortable. It keeps them in this bubble of non-growth of just living in the, in the moment and just seeing how it yeah, goes. Yeah. You know, I I learned that you have to, love from a love from a distance you know my friends are great people you know they have they're really nice they have a lot of integrity and whatnot they're super cool you know but like you said growth 
you know, you, you start to outgrow people and then, you know, they start to feel intimidated by your confidence that you're starting to gain. They start feeling intimidated by your big goals and dreams and aspirations because they don't see it in themselves. So when they neglect you or they say no to you, they're not saying no to you. They're saying no to themselves, you know, and they're, they just, they see something in you that they, that they don't, that they fear and they wouldn't take a shot like you did. They wouldn't, you know, want to step out of the society norm just because they don't want to be looked down upon because it is, like you said, a lonely route, man. And, you know, when you meet somebody that is doing the same, like trying to start their own thing too, you understand them. That's why I understood you, man. And I, I encourage everybody to keep going and, you know, keep fighting for what you believe in, no matter what it is, because I know that I know that at the end of the tunnel, it's worth it. I'm not there yet, but I'm definitely not where um, where I started. And that that's for sure. You know, I could tell my friends come to a seminar with me. They'll tell me to kick rocks. You know, I tell them to to let's go party tomorrow. They're like, I'm on, I'm all in. I'm, you know, what do I bring? Cause it's comfortable. Yeah, it's what they're, it's what they're used to and what society makes it as okay to do on a Friday right. night. Right. You know? And I mean, a lot of, uh, I think you can have a lot of mentorship in books, you know, before I mean, in high school, you told me to read a book and I say, no, I'm good. Thank you. But then now like I, I read and I listen to books out of my own joy because these people have already done it. You know, these people are already successful and they have a lot of uh, little nuggets and tips that they, that you can learn from them because they are already there. They felt what you're feeling and they can, they can really help you out. You know, even listening to podcasts, you know, from different people, it just helps you grow as a person, grow your identity because your your eyes. Let, let's see. I, I'm taking this from a guy. His name's Ed Milet. He talks about uh, temperatures. He's saying if you're 100 degrees and you hang out with somebody that's 70 degrees, eventually you're going to cool off to 70 degrees or 75 degrees. But if, you, if you're 100 degrees and you hang out with somebody that's 120 degrees, you're going to level up. Yeah, you, you are who you are, who you hang out with. So if all your friends are broke, then most likely you're going to be broke. You know, if your friends are successful, they have a good life. Chances are you might have one, too. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I really like that one because it, it in society today in 2019, you could pick those, like like I said, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but you can pick those five people that you surround yourself with that you become the average of at a click of a button. You essentially get to listen to the five people you surround yourself the most with. It could be uh, a mentor on YouTube, a mentor on a podcast it's just so readily available that it, it's such a gift that people have today. Yeah, you, you don't even have to be that people take for you don't granted. Even have to be physically with them. Exactly. 
It's just the five people that are in your head the most. Mm-hmm. And it's at a click of a button. It's at a disposal. And it, it's a beautiful thing because I've recently came to the conclusion, and it took me a while, that I'll actually explain the process of how I got to this uh, after. But I realized that you you find what you're looking for. And on social media, it it's at scale, massive scale, millions and millions of billions of people put out content or react to content that it's either positive or negative and you get to choose whether it's positive or negative. And you may think, no, I mean, some stuff on my feed, it's pretty negative. Like, okay, well, who's putting, who's retweeting that stuff? Who, who's liking this stuff? And unfortunately it's maybe family members or close friends that are not on the same wavelength as you that are putting this negativity in your head on your social media feed that you, you realize you can control that. Yeah. You can unfollow them. You can clean up everything that you see from, from the date, from the moment you wake up to when you go to bed, yeah. you're in control of everything nowadays. Yeah, I agree, man. And you know, there's a, a little pet peeve of mine that I have, you know, it's like uh, sometimes I'll go on Twitter and, you know, I'll see some people saying, you know, just just spend a check on Coachella. I'm Now I'm broke for the next two weeks. And I'm like, man, like that, like nobody forced you to go to Coachella, you know, like it's not OK. <laughs> like that's not OK. But our society just like it makes it OK. Like it, it's OK. Like you're supposed to. You're, that's that's the norm, you know. But realistically, right. like, you're not supposed to be like that, you know? That's just like a little pet peeve of mine that it's just like, that's negative to me. I guess. Yeah. It's, for me, the how I came to that conclusion is because I got really depressed from social media. Yeah. Uh, it's something that, I feel a lot of kids experience in high school. Um, probably it's happening. It comes at a younger age now because everything is getting to kids at an earlier age. Maybe even middle school kids are experiencing depression because of the fear of missing out, the negativity on social media, the people that you surround yourself with the most. Yeah. And I decided to leave social media altogether for like two, three months. And at first I did it for a month where I just deleted the apps and oh my God, I felt so, I felt so lonely because no one reached out to me. It was a really clarifying experience because you get to see the people that will talk to you. They have your number. Exactly. And then you get to see the people that only talk to you because you had a Snapchat streak. And it's such a great wake-up call to to tighten up your circle, to lower your expectations for everybody. And for me, that was the entry level. And then 
it was my senior year of high school when I did this. And then it, it was the summer uh, after I graduated and I decided to delete all the apps. I decided to focus 100% school because for me, I know I can only focus on one thing and I'm either the best at it and I'll finish number one or I don't try at all. So I decided to put my 100% into school and I got rid of all distractions. I stopped playing video games. I stopped social media altogether and school became my life and that's how I was able to to focus on on it because – I had no surroundings. And I'm guessing you have good grades, huh? Uh, yeah, before I started Crystal Palace Media, I had a 3.9. And uh, I, I'm, I was really proud of that. But then when, when I got the, when I got the um, Dean's List letter, I, I, felt, I felt without a purpose almost. And I can go into that in further depth uh, um, in a little bit. But I'd like to continue about the evolution of how I became at at peace with social media because it it took a long time to to realize that you find what you're looking for 100% of the time. So I went from having no social media altogether, deleting all my profiles for three months to start getting back into social media but just your own yeah just as a business entity i I wasn't brandon schloss anymore i was crystal palace media and for me it was refreshing because i did not have to there was it wasn't me it wasn't my face it was what i worked on and that was an entry level for me to find new mentors find people that are on the same wavelength as me in the creative outlets of videography, film, photography, graphic design, all these people that what they're putting out is their work. It's not them. They don't have to post pictures of them at the beach um, with a filter on and extending or flexing a muscle or something. You know, there's nothing fake about putting out your work. And it it was a refreshing experience because I I wasn't Brandon Schloss for the first time on on Instagram and on Twitter. So I transitioned more into allowing myself to be 100% content with who I am. And it it was a three-month process of just figuring out what my intuitional thoughts were, recognizing what they are, and then knowing what the any outside source is in my head and separating those two. Yeah. Um and and it's such a huge wake up call because you have to know that you need to get better in order to get better. And I knew that I just was – I was sad all the time when I went on social media. I was sad. So I had to do a cleanse. I had to reset and start with a solid foundation and then build up from there. And I'm slowly incorporating more of Brandon Schloss into 
Crystal Palace Media, I'm started to doing I'm starting to do my own videography page. And I'm starting to do little things where or it is me, but it's always gonna be my work. It's not gonna be you, 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 you. what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. And for me, the biggest biggest app that I still think has no purpose, even though the after this epiphany moment, this new realization that you find what you're looking for, it is it's Snapchat. And because it's so it, it feeds the FOMO of today's generation that kids need to know exactly what's going on in other people's lives. And it, exactly. Being aware of not your life, but other people's lives. And it's, it's detrimental to your, to your mental health, your, to your, your passions. I mean, for me, I, I got a Snapchat back, but I'll never have a streak again. Mm-hmm. I'll never check stories. I mean, it's just for me to post, hey, guys, I just did a new blog post, swipe up, or hope you guys are doing good today. I'm working on this blog post. You know, just, just doing behind the scenes, just documenting yeah. for my yeah, sake, not for, any, not for anyone yep, else. That's good, man, because, you know, there, a lot of times people aren't bringing value to you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no point of having, uh, like you said, you you find what you're looking for. So, you know, if people aren't adding value to you, then you know they're just kind of like, they make you think. You know, I, mm-hmm. I like to challenge people's thinking. You know, if somebody isn't bringing value to you, then you know sometimes people will get upset if you point stuff out. You know, I'm the type to like, you know, not not really keep keep everything to myself you know i'll say something if i think something is wrong so if i think that something is out of line or or wrong you know i'll say hey this is i think i don't think this is the best for you you know if if you continue doing this you know like if i I see one of my friends going out every single every single night you know i tell them hey bro like is this what you really want you know is this getting into your goals and you know those are the sometimes those are the people that are always on social media posting everything that they everything that they're doing for the hype right for the hype that's the that's the word right there man for, a lot of people just the do hype. stuff just for the hype you know yeah one one of the i guess common mentors that that we've picked up along the way of finding who we are and building what our passions are, uh, Gary V. And he's a big advocate of you find what you're looking for at scale. You can find pure positivity and just great vibes, just great motivation on, on social media. And I mean, he's a big part of the positive vibes that I pick up every day. Cause I, I, I've listened to him so much that I don't need to hear him ever again, but I just like hearing the sound of his voice because it brings me, it, it like rebalance, it refocuses who I am Yeah. because, because I've heard everything he's had to say and I can start a video and know exactly what he'll say because you pick up his tendencies, his, his thought process and, He's just a just a really 
great person to have on your feed at all times. And he, he says that social media is, is a mirror of who you are and people get to get to see what you think about yourself. And it, it, it's, it's so true because you can post the pictures of you posing. <coughs> Sorry. You get to, um, post pictures of you at, I don't know, sports games, uh, clubs, just, just doing things like you said, for the hype. And when you get to see other people uh, and what motivates them, what they think about themselves, it's crazy because it's, it's such a mirror. And in today's world, people are obsessed with how they look in the mirror and, we live in a very narcissistic society and I, I, I tend to even, even physical mirrors in our house. If you're a narcissist, you, you're probably looking at yourself in the mirror for a long portion of the day and your social media is a mirror and you're spending hours and hours looking in the mirror. It's crazy how obsessed people are with themselves because I think there's two routes. You either don't like yourself enough or you're obsessed with yourself. And those are the bad parts of uh, at each end. And definitely finding a balance between knowing exactly who you are and loving your capabilities but not being over-obsessed and not being – detrimental to your own health and doubting everything that you do and finding a balance between that is very important but you also need to know that your intuition is is should be your number one leading force so and um those two things if you can love yourself without loving yourself too much um that that's huge and then you got to listen to yourself without um Without doubt, exactly. Without a split second of doubt. Yeah, yeah, do that. And it it takes practice. It takes listening to people that will reshape you, that will recenter you. And often enough, the the truth is on social media. The truth will be in your books and your podcasts, and a lot. You just need to open up to it. You just need to allow yourself to take the damage, take the hurt because you won't change if you're denying the, the, the truth every single second. Cause the truth, the truth fucking sucks. It hurts. And it's not gonna, I mean, it, it only hurts for so long because once you become 100% who you are, 100%, 100% trusting every intuitional thought then the truth the truth is awesome the truth is a burning desire that leads you every single day the truth is who you are and once you love who you are the only thing you speak about is the truth you're you, you are the truth to yourself some and people won't like that you're 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 on your yeah some people don't like that some people don't like that you you tweet out positivity every day that you that you're un you're unshakable. Yeah, yeah, but it's like 
you know, F what you think. I'm, tr- I'm trying to do me. Like, you don't have to be a part of it. Exactly. I'm, I'm trying to post for but, whoever wants to listen, you know? Sometimes mm-hmm. you're talking. Who are you talking to? I'm talking to whoever wants to listen, man. Yeah. And uh, I'm talking because I know that the sound of, of my voice is it, – it, re- it reassures myself. It, 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 I'm posting because I want to post. I'm posting because I believe every word I say. Yeah. You uh-huh. know? I agree. 100%. Yeah. I'm at a state right now where I'm trying to do more of – I've created a weekly schedule and I, I want to do two days out of that week where it's me in front of the camera, speaking my truth, updating people with posts, uh, just trying to emit positivity. Even when I'm not trying to say a positive thing, I just want to emit positivity because I'm true to myself. Yeah, you're just being and you. Exactly. how negative people post it, negative stuff. It, yep. I want to be the positivity that people can come to, that people can, hey, you can go to Crystal Palace Media and then, A, you can find content creation, you can find music, you can find graphic design, videography, photography, and B, you can find Brandon Schloss posting positivity at all times, every single day. Yeah. Yep, I agree. I 100% agree with you, my man. Yeah, I think that uh, yeah, that unshakability, shakeability yeah, is it, part of it. it. It's a, it's a great feeling. <clears throat> I wanna I wanna transition more into how you are setting the kind of the 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 stones the the support blocks of your future right now the foundation that you're laying down well, what what is like a schedule you know even we'll start with daily schedule and then we can do weekly um because i think consistency is it, it's it's key for growth yeah so um my usual routine let's say i'll give you um tomorrow for example or what is this monday that's my monday yeah on uh, monday I'm going to go to a car auction in the morning and then um, I'm going to go play soccer at night. That's my, that's going to be my, my Monday, you know, in between that day, I'll, I'll usually deal with like DMV stuff because uh, the all the cars and stuff. So I'll, I'll do with yeah. that and, you know, focus on trying to market the cars that I have and, you know, meet people along the way because you never know who you're going to meet and how, how you can help them or they can help you, you know, how you can bring value to them. So I always just like to be meeting people. I like to be all over the place creating relationships because I feel like relationships are the new, is the new economy, you know, who is your friend? Who who are you going to give the business to somebody you don't know at all or somebody that you met and you like that you like what they stand for, you know? So right. um, it's pretty much going to be my Monday. And then my Tuesday, I'm going to go to another car auction in the morning. And then um, and then I'm going to go to the gym and then go to work at the restaurant. And, you know, working at the restaurant, you know, sometimes I feel a little, uh, I guess you could say intimidated because I lead the, this big group 
of men and women much older than me, you know, and sometimes, you know, they don't, they don't like what I say because they don't have right. the, the capacity, the mental capacity to understand, you know, because age is relative, you know, it's, it's what you really know. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, they, they get mad at me because I want to set a high standard, you know, and they, Got it. they tell yeah. me, you know, what is, what does this kid know about, about what I'm doing? I've been doing this for 15 years, you know, they're just so stuck in their mm-hmm. ways and they're not growing, you know, so if they're not growing, they're dying. You know, that's in yeah. that's in anything. If you're not growing and developing, you are dying. You know, if you're not developing your skills, your people skills, you know, you can't get can't get comfortable. You know, and you know, sometimes I feel like I feel like, you know, you just have to try to help people as much as possible, you know, help them understand where you're coming from. You know, and Oh, sorry, back to schedule. And, um, yeah, pretty much that's all I pretty much do is just try to work, work, and work, and work out. Because, you know, being I think being healthy is a big part of, uh, of um, you getting ahead because, you know, eating McDonald's every day I don't think is going to help you get anywhere. If you're, right. if you're, it's kind of correlated, you know, you, you eat good, you feel good. You eat yeah. bad, you feel like crap. And I think that, uh, you know, our society is just so quick on, uh, on, you know, set a quick satisfaction, you know, that everybody always wants to eat out, you know, including myself, you know, I always want to eat out, but I always fight myself in the head and say, no, you can cook at home. No, you can cook at home. <laughs> Cause it's, it'll be a lot healthier, you know, you know, what's going in your food. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, being healthy is a big part of being able to do more in your business and, you know, being around a different environment, you know, I have two gym memberships, one at the YMCA and then at 24 hour fitness, you know, I have 24 hour fitness cause you know, you, you go in there and people are getting something done, you know? People are getting work done and, you know, you put yourself in a different environment of winners, you know, and it, it, it levels you up, you know, because if I'm somewhere where people aren't getting any work done, I'm obviously not going to get any work done, you know, I see see people putting their work, I got to get my game up, you know, I got to put in some work. Yeah. And, you know, just some something that I could say that has really taught me a lot is a lot of books. So like books like rich dad, poor dad, uh, think and grow rich, how to win friends and influence people. And right now I just started a a book called the entrepreneurship roller coaster. And man, just, just the first, you know, 15, 20 minutes into it. And I'm already hooked onto it because it's so relatable. All these books, it really helps you grow as a person. You know, um, you could be 18 years old, but have read some of these books and you can have a conversation with the 45 year olds and they'll completely understand what you're talking about. So, which also, you know, sometimes help it, it doesn't work in your favor when you're talking to somebody your age, 
because then they're like, okay, what the hell is this guy talking about? I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> yeah. And then boom, that creates the distance that you're talking about. You start thinking differently. So you can really associate with people that are thinking, not thinking like yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. You know, you talk to anybody, any 18, 20 year old about their credit. They probably don't know too much about it. You know, if you know right. a lot about credit and you talk to somebody that's 35, you know, they're going to understand what you're talking about. And you're going to understand the same language that they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So you would say it's um, working at a restaurant, um, managing there, and then building your own, and then the gym. Yeah. Th- those three things. So briefly before I'll let you go here, when you talk about auctions and selling cars, going to the DMV, do you ever have more than one car in your possession that you're reselling or is it, is it one at a time? Uh, well, I'm just, I'm just starting off, but at the moment I have three. You have three right now that, you, that you're reselling. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a bit of uh, butterflies in my stomach because these cars sell like in 10 seconds. So, you know, you kind of have to go with your gut, whether, you know, it's going to be a good investment or a bad investment. And, you know, sometimes like all your money could buy, could be tied into a, to a car or something, you know, and you're literally all in, you know, and um, you have to just go with your gut and go for it. You know, the one that doesn't, you could say I invested a hundred dollars and lost 15 and people will never want to invest because of that. Or you could invest, you know, you could invest that same hundred and win another 200, you know, and you take that and you take that at your, your conscious takes the win over the loss and some people will never invest because they lost one time. Uh, and right. sometimes sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. But if you're not in the game, you're never going to win. You know, you have to play offense, not defense. Because the, the team that's just playing the defense, you know, sometimes will just get pushed back hard enough by the team playing the offense. And the offense will eventually get, get one in, you know. You yeah. just need... It's bound you to just happen. need to get lucky once. That's it. You know? Yeah. And if you're testing your luck often, then that once happens yeah. quicker and more than more than. Yeah, more. man. I, that, that's it right there, dude. Because people won't really, they'll, they'll say, oh, he got lucky. You know, I hate when people say that because, you know, it's like, man, you don't know how many times I failed. You didn't see. In order to get yeah, lucky. You didn't see, you didn't see what I, you didn't see what I've gone through. You don't, you didn't feel what I felt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you call me lucky, you know, like that's, it's just a mirror of what they think, you know, and of what right. they think of themselves. You know, they just do that as a way to, uh to make themselves feel good about themselves, you know, that they're, that they're winning, you know, hats off to them, let them do what they want, think what they think. 
they put a seal on that on who you are in in an instant because they know that that you're probably working twice as hard as they are when when they're not looking yeah. so th- they like to to close that who you are with the the, the lucky statement and uh hey if people are calling you lucky i take it as a a compliment yeah, man, i'll take that man i'll get lucky every day <laughs> yeah absolutely at a macro scale it's uh, i like to say it takes decades to be a overnight success yeah, that's true just look at everybody that's successful it didn't happen from one day to another but everybody nope. just uh, everybody just looks at the peak you know when when uh when they are successful you know you look at messi cristiano ronaldo you know everybody sees you know their their glamorous life now you know but nobody sees the struggle that they went through when they were a lot younger how much work they put into the game to be where they're at now and that goes for right. anything you know success principles are the same anywhere anything yeah yeah personally my, my favorite team is real madrid but messi he tweeted out recently that he trained every single day for 15 years in order to become an overnight success. And that's one of my favorite like examples. And it's so true. You you didn't see, you didn't hear about Messi until 17, 18 years old, Mm -hmm. but you want to know why? Because he was in the gutter. He was in the dirt working. Yeah. Like, like, like a madman. So, it's it's prettier and it's easier to take in when it's sports, but when it's entrepreneurship and real estate and just things that you have to really, really ride the roller coaster of finance and just taking out your emotions, yeah, it's. It, it's exactly the same thing as, say, Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, but it's just not as pretty until it until it looks pretty. Yeah. Right. So. And then they'll say they got so lucky. It, it, <laughs> yeah. If if you're lucky enough for them to, to say that. Yeah. <laughs> because, because, like I said, if you're getting called lucky often. Ugh. It's it's yeah, a good feeling. Yeah, are you're working your ass off. Yeah. Well, I think that was it's, it's a good cutoff zone to end our our first episode together. I know I want to get you on here more. We can talk more on specific topics on, on future. Um, not the rapper, but on our future. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to 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 enter a new a new yeah, phase to, with, a with good relationship absolutely yeah i'm sure future was in the studio and, uh, a lot too though yeah before he became future he was he was yeah. some no, nobody yeah, man, but, i mean i really want to thank you for having me on you know taking the time of your day to you know put me on and you know and invest in our relationship Absolutely. I believe human interaction is it's one of the best 
things that you could offer in today's society in the past and i know it will be in the future so yeah, and if, if you guys want to get to know me uh well my instagram is uh ricky that's r-i-c-k-y underscore s-k-e-r s-k-e-r yeah like the car skirt skirt you know i love <laughs> i love cars man hell yeah all right thank you again thank ricky you, you have a good one me, man. bye-bye